Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Well, today is the first Sunday. And this is not a series, but I just thought I'll take, we'll take time and reflect on the importance of first things. The importance of first things. Sometimes it helps to possess certain wisdom. Are you with me? Now say to your phone, phone, chill me, because I'm getting into the word. First things and second things are not the same. All 10 through 17th, there's a critical piece of wisdom that is possessed by people who understand first things. First bonds. First Sunday. First day of the week. First month. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, Claude was here and was giving us some statistics that the first 1,000 days of a child from conception are the most critical days. So when you don't understand that, you may not know how to deal with that. And look, even if you overfeed the person from 35 age, age 35 going forward, it's, the damage is done. Yeah. Because that has to do with brain development and all of those other functions. So fa the fasts are very important. The Bible, especially in the Old Testament, there's whole lots of texts and scriptures that emphasize this idea of fasts. Are you with me? And usually when we talk about it, because I've talked about fast fruit, people typically only think about the financial side, but that's not what I'm talking about today. I just want us to understand how the kingdom of God works. A very popular verse that we know is Matthew 6.33, which says, together, 6, 33, give me verse 33, please. Do you have verse 33 in there somewhere? Together. But seek what? Fast. It doesn't say seek last. Seek fast. Today, I want us to, I want us to reflect on giving God our first and best and not our last and least. So with me, first and best not last and least. First and best, not last and least. Why? Because God, in giving Jesus, he gave first and best, not last and least. So our giving first and best, we are not the originators of the concept. 
We just are watching what our father has done. Do you know God could have created another son to, to send to the cross? Like, this one, Jesus, no, 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 no. You, you sinners, so, uh, it's so bad that, you know, I was reading a verse this morning. It was a painful verse. It says, God regretted having, God repented of creating man. It's in Genesis. It's like God regretted. Bible says that man became, who knows where that verse is? I sent it somewhere. It's in Genesis chapter 6. Is this chapter 6? Genesis 6, either 5 or 6. They are going to give it to me. Hallelujah. This is when you have your plan of the sermon and then things start happening. Now, Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until you're punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. Genesis 6, 6, 6. Now, first give me 6, 5. Which leads to that. Then, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Look, look what happened. It says, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil. How, how long? Continually. That's why we have contracts and covenants. That's why you just don't show up with the person in, in the bed. Uh, because every intent, you must sign somewhere that after you've slept with me, you're going to do that the rest of your life without any other person being involved. Yeah. Uh, uh, am I, why are people keeping me quiet? Oh, you, you want me to talk about the broomstick of Jehu? Things that don't concern you at all. Some people are looking at me with shocked eyes as if they don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm freezing on, on, on Zoom. Yeah, you, someone must sign somewhere that the moment you sleep with me, not sleeping with anyone else, yeah, till death, until one of us dies, and I'm not going to pray for your quick death. Yeah, signing, signing. Why do we sign? It's over there. Intent of the evil continually. People are always figuring out how to out evil the other. Bishop Doug says, in the whole universe, the most evil creatures are demons. Yeah, in the whole universe. Demons are number one in evilness. After that, human beings. Yeah. yeah. That's why some people love dogs more than people. Yeah, the dogs are more reliable. That's why people would rather have God dogs than God human beings. Yeah. Because mm. that dogs can't be compromised by, with a, by a bribe. Why are people... Am I in church or somewhere else? I thought I'm in church. What is on the screen is a scripture. It is not from some other book written by some wicked person. This is a verse inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it's going to guard you. Some of you, you, you see, some of you, you come into life with so much innocence and it's blown away 
by one, two, three acts. And now you hate yourself, you hate God, you hate your parents, you hate the teachers, you hate, and you hate the people who did it. Why? You, you were not in possession of wisdom. How did we even reach here? Evil continually. Next verse, then it says, And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. The Lord was sorry. Another version will say, It repented him. And what? And he was grieved where? In his heart. Mumutimagwe. Yawurida enyike. So what did God do? Out of his place of grief, what did he do? He decided to send his only begotten son. God could have created another son to send and die and say, Jesus is too precious. These guys can't even take care of themselves. I tell them, don't eat the thing, they eat it. So let's create maybe five. So that if one disobeys and doesn't die, another one goes. Doesn't die, another one goes. No, God put all his, bas- his what? eggs in one basket called Jesus. That's why we talk about first fruits. I, I, is anyone following? Yeah, Jesus, there were no options. There was no plan B. There's a movie called The Taking of the Pe- Is it Penham, Pelham? I've not, I've not watched it in a long time. The guy was asking, what is plan B? In case the thing doesn't work out. Eh? What is plan B? And the guy on the other end of the line said, plan B is to enforce plan A. Say with me, plan B is to enforce plan A. That's how marriage works. I don't know why I keep going back to that one. Maybe some people watching online. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah. You don't, when you get into a marriage, plan B is to enforce plan A. Yeah. When God gave Jesus plan B <laughs> was to enforce plan A. Because these things, eh, there are no... I'm talking about the first and the best. When God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, how many more children did he have? Out of his... Okay, Kale, take Isaac. Kastade is the other one. Nothing. It's a matter of the heart. So he says, seek fast the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Jesus was teaching about worry, concern. It's, so you can take me to verse 31. So we see the context, since the text without the context is going to be a con. Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? And those are the very reasons why people don't want to give fast fruits. Jesus has an answer for you. He's already anticipated. In fact, since my someone has gone a completely different direction, I've been punched in the face, so my plan is not working. Let me merge the whole thing. Because my intention wasn't to talk only about 
giving financial resources, but giving your own life. When God calls you to the ministry, when God calls you to start a missional community, to become a zonal pastor, but you have a busy job, but you have this, so what happens? You start asking yourself, what shall we drink? <laughs> what shall we eat? You're going to plant a location. What shall we wear? Do your pastors walk in here naked? Do they look like they have not been eating? You see, people have come up with this idea that you only give your life to serving God when everything else has failed. Yeah, that's how it used to work in those days, you know. Mr. Gwal here is in theology school, going to become a reverend. I don't know whether I should already start using Reverend Ogwal, but he doesn't look like he's been starving. Uh, and, and so the idea used to be, those days the idea used to be, if you've failed to get into anything else, go to theology school. I might use some Bishop Doug language this morning it's like some people they wait when you have sinned all the sins hmm? you, even the equipment no longer works you are like now I will serve God I will serve God people want to serve God when they are so old they have lost all the passion and the desires of the world at around 78, I think, I think the Lord is calling me because the teeth are no longer there to eat the meat. Look, it doesn't work like that. God is not looking for residues to use. Yeah, some people think those of us who have become pastors and serve, it's because we are dumb. Like we, we can't think we can't be engineers and lawyers and architects and doctors and all the other things. So, let's preach. It's like they left, dealt us the wrong hand. We picked the short straw. So you end up preaching. My friend, you're mistaken. And not just mistaken. You are completely mistaken. We give our lives by choice. And my greatest regret in life, if I can ever share it with you, is that I didn't start this church earlier than when I did. Because I started at 30. That's too late. 30 is too late. I should have started at 20. If I'd started at 20, what you're seeing now will have been 10 years ago. And now you'll be seeing what people will be seeing 10 years to come. And it's, it, will, it will be so amazing. Yeah. Some people are like, first fornicate until you no longer want, then you serve God. Hey. No. We are not going to give God the residues of life. 
when the career has jumped, then you sign up to be a Zono pastor. No. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Am I preaching? Next verse. And says, for after all these things, the Gentiles, the people who don't know God, that's what they look for. I was preaching here on 24th or 25th, and I was talking about egos and chickens. Mm. These are chicken things. The chicken is on the ground looking for the next worm. Eagles fly so high, they are in a place where they don't, they don't need the thing. Look, what, what, are you do- you ask, what are you doing there? No, I just like being here. Do you think eagles' food is up there in the sky? No. In fact, it has to, once in a while, inconvenience itself to come down to look for food and so that it can go back to where it belongs. Yeah. Bishop Doug said, you know you are prosperous when people start giving you things you don't need. Hmm? Yeah, when people start giving you things you don't need. Come on, brother. Seek fast. That's the principle. The principle is that when it comes to the kingdom of God, it must be sought when? Fast, not last. So we are going to give God the first and the best, not the last and the least. The first and the best, not the last and the, the first and the best of everything, of our lives, primarily. Psalm 63. Let me, let me talk to you about the first of your time. Because your most important resource is time. Money is not the most important resource in your life. It is time. A certain man had just made incredible profit and he thought he had arrived and then he was told, tonight your soul will be required of you. He had run out of time. Six or three together, uh huh. Oh God, you are my God. Ali, when Ali will I seek you? Not in the middle, not late. Ali, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you. In a dry and Ali, Ali in the day. Early in the year. Early in life. Young people, do you know the best time to seek God is early in life? Let me first talk about early in the day. Isaiah 26 verse 9 says, With my soul, I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will seek, will learn righteousness. The Bible says in Mark 1.35 that rising up, now in the morning, let's read together, huh? In the, does it say in the evening? Are the people in the studio okay? 
<laughs> Is this too shocking? It's okay. Georgia, it's okay. Okay. Georgia is seeking God early in her life, and I'm so proud of her. Yeah. She's a student at Chambogo, but she's a cohort shepherd already. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a senior evangelist. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, anyway, I'll just talk only about the positive people today. Now, in the morning, having risen a what? A long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Jesus was into this early business. Yeah. Early. Early in the morning. That's why I wanted us to sing that song. Early in the morning. My song shall rise to thee. Holy, 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 merciful heart, mighty Three persons, blessed Trinity, Ali. Ali in the morning is eight a.m. a long while before daylight. Is seven a.m. a long while before daylight. Is six a.m. a long while before daylight. Is 5 a.m. a long while before daylight? Even 5 is not a long while before. It's just like, okay, daylight is coming. That's why our cohort prayer meetings on Zoom are at 5. At least, let's be scripture in that one kind of thing. You know, I used to be a political pastor. I would try to preach to make people feel good, not to offend. I realize, you know, you can make people feel good until they get lost and they die in their uselessness. Now I instruct, and it's up to you to take it or leave it. But I can't instruct you in anything that I'm not doing myself. Yeah. So by the time you show up for your Zoom prayer meeting at five, some of us have already been at it a long time. That's why we tell you to do it, because we know we can do earlier than you do. Hey. Okay. Now, I'm not telling you that so that you clap, because you know what? They, it's, it's just, it's responsibility. When you're a parent, you don't wake up at the same time as the children. Yeah. If your children are waking up before you, you need to repent. Yeah, it's responsibility. Spiritual parents don't wake up at the same time as the children. Early in the morning, early in the day, early in the week. What day of the week is Sunday? It's the first day. 
is the first day. It is also the day of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. You know, our other friends who we love very much, they like to pray on Saturday because it is the Sabbath. In that, they are right. Never argue. Sunday is not the Sabbath. You will never win that argument. Yeah, the Sabbath is Saturday. It's the seventh day. But that is according to the old creation. The new creation began when Jesus was raised from the dead. And that's why... Ah. Yeah. That's why we come on Sunday to celebrate the new creation of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. So you just can't be in your bed as if you made yourself, as if you saved yourself. And you can't even give God the first of the week. Are you understanding? Sunday, you must come to garage. If you are a son or daughter in this church, that shouldn't be optional. If you think it's optional, then you're a bastard. You don't belong. Yeah. You just hang around the rest of us. Did I tell you that I used to... Yeah. Yeah. If you're a son or daughter... This here is the reading of the Father's will. This is the family gathering. Yeah. You don't say, uh, no. Uh, I have to take the kids to, to, to swim or for football. Look, look, guys, seriously, parents the seed you're sowing in your children by doing that is to tell them God is not important swimming is and don't come later telling us how your children are disturbing you they are not serving the Lord pray we fast no we are not going to fast Yeah, I'm going to eat my food you didn't come You didn't show them that it's important. And now you want me to become thin because of you? No. No, 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 no. The example you, you see, children don't, and children don't do the things you tell them to do. They will never do that. Forget it. Yeah. I've tried, it doesn't work. I, I send greetings to Angela. Yeah. Children only do the things you do. Yeah. They copy you. Monkey, see? Monkey. I pity these so-called parents who everyone is in the traffic. We are coming from Chalwajala climbing to Naria. Then they are there creating extra lanes with the kids in the back. I'm like, and you're going to tell them that they now need to line up somewhere when you, the parent, can't keep in the traffic with your car. They will never. And they will lose, the children always try to do better than their parents. You see, if you have daughters, for example, 
one of the reasons you should never commit adultery. Hmm? Imagine your daughter's husband committing adultery. Your daughter is the one at home waiting for the husband. The phones are off. They, they are not, yeah. But now you, you have daughters, but you're doing it. That is stupidity with hot pepper and, uh, and kamulari added. Yeah. On steroids. Yeah. You, you, while you want to cheat on your wife, just imagine someone is also cheating on your daughters. Because the person you're cheating against is someone's daughter. Fast. Yeah, so don't, don't be there and lay in bed when it's time to worship. Telling us how you're so tired from work. It means that your work is your God. Now, there are things that your work cannot respond to. Yeah. Where only God, is, only God can respond. So keep worshipping your work until the day you need God. Keep worshipping your work until the day you need God. It will be too late. But you can do something about it now. Seek fast. You see, we pastors, we bear the unfortunate burden of being responsible for outcomes that, whose roots we don't know. They bring you a problem and you're supposed to pray and solve it. But you don't know where it, how far it goes. And we pray, we fast, we what? We read the Bible, we read KJV, NIV, PTP. Yeah. See, there it is, solve it. You start praying, seeking God. God, what? Kumbe, the person. <laughs> yeah, you don't know the roots. But we are supposed to be faithful with what we know. So people have not been seeking God and putting Him first. And then they show up and they're like, you know what? My work used to be my God, but right now I have this disease which my work can't heal. So now please go ahead and put oil, stretch hands. And quickly, I, I need to quickly get healed so I go back to my work, which is my God. I'm just trying to paint for you a reality we deal with every day as ministers. People worship their work until they're in trouble. Early in the week, that's Sunday. Early in the day, that's morning. Should I continue? Early in the year, we have season 21, beginning next week. Now, some of you, you like this whole time again, the thing. So you're deciding to eat five meals a day this week in preparation for season 21 next week. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, you will shock your body by the time you're reporting to work on Monday, people are wondering why you are semi-horizontal. Mm. It's like receptionists, they are fasting at their church. 
yeah. Get, into, get, get your body into the mood this week. <clears throat> yeah. You know, when you're going to stop a car, it's good to start applying the brakes early, especially if you've been driving very fast, i.e. Christmas festivities. It is, yeah. I, I know I have a weighing scale in my bedroom, and I know at what stage it is at its peak. <laughs> Classified information. Early in the week, early in the year, season 21 is starting next week. We are going to pray. We are going to pray and fast. Yeah. Early in life, I've already told you about early in life. Don't wait. Gondi, please. <laughs> Do you know when you're older, spiritual disciplines are harder? Yeah. Fasting is much harder when you're older than when you're young. When I was at campus, one time, a certain term, we used to do terms, I fasted the whole term. Casually. I would go to faculty in the morning, no breakfast, do my work. What? Lunchtime, I would go to the faculty canteen and take one Coke. That was my whatever. And dinner at night. A whole term, three months. Easily. If you bring such propositions right now, I'll tell you to first talk to my doctor. <laughs> Tasha, when? Ali, Ali, now. Yeah, before you get a husband. Now we, Gloria. Yeah, some people, they are all, all the husband thing, they are in a Kasserengeto state, like, like you already. <laughs> Ruth, I send greetings. So they are, they are like almost there. So this advice doesn't work. Yeah. Before you get kids, you know, fasting, pregnant mothers can't fast, shouldn't fast. Nursing mothers shouldn't fast. Yeah. So when you're younger, no husband, no one to cook for, no one to breastfeed, no one to feed for who is inside your tummy, that's the time to fast, to seek God, to pray every day. Prayer. 5 a.m. for Even the time is up. But let's try this other one that Pastor BC was talking about. Proverbs 3, 9 to 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions. So the first was with your time. The first and best of your time belongs to God. Don't give God the residue time 
of now I've finished my reports, all my work, I've bathed the kids, they've gone to the football game, they are back, they have swam. And then you're like, is there an 8 p.m. service on Sunday? No, we don't have an 8 p.m. service on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. That's not early. Sunday morning, first day of the week, in the morning. That's how we, do, that's how we roll. Yeah. That's how we roll, man. Why do I keep going back to that thing? So anyway, the first of your time. Early in the morning, first part of the day, first part of the week, first part of the year, John, early in life, commit your earlier years to the Lord, amen. Friends, yeah, we, we are going to have now people plant. The other day, a very good friend of mine, she's called Antonia. She's, supposed to, she's going back to school. I think she's going to senior three, senior four. She's like, Pastor Apostle Mose, I want to plant a church. Yeah. yeah, 16 years. And this was last year. She said, I want to plant it next year. You think you are the last prophet. God is raising people. God is raising young people, teenagers. They are going to plant churches. And they will be big churches. And then they will have a reserved parking spot while you don't. And then you will start bringing Lugesi Gezi here. Now pastors of nowadays, now they also want a reserved parking spot and a reserved seat. You, you, when people were planting churches, you were busy with other things. Listen, there is a parking spot. Yeah, that's why they tell you to park those ends on the road. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Proverbs 3, time is up. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the last fruits. <laughs> with the what? First fruits of all your increase. And what will happen? What's going to happen? Your bags will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Yeah. People go around making this nonsense talk. Pastors shouldn't be rich. Who said, when people are practicing the biblical principles, you want God to dishonor his word? Do you want us to throw, to throw everything that God gives us so that we prove that pastors should be poor? Macabre. Genesis 4, 3 to 5. And in the process of time, let's read together. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Cain brought a what? Cain brought an offering. Uh-huh, next. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance. Don't assume that God is going to respect every offering. Yeah. A friend of mine who is now a pastor in worship harvest confessed and said, growing up, she knew by the example she saw that in church you are only allowed to give 1,000 shillings. In offering, when offertory bag comes around, you have to find one thousand. 
So she was shocked when people started pulling out 50K, 100. Like, what are you doing? That's not offertory. What are you? Can you imagine? Example. Don't, I told you, God doesn't want or need your money. Yeah. God has resources you know not of. Yeah. <laughs> you see this church here, worship harvest, God can finance it from other sources without you and I. He can send one person to give us just little, little money. Like hundred million dollars. He says, yeah. God is capable. Yeah. The man who gave us the five acres of, of land in a very, very serious municipality, I went to visit him. Because when you feel like Manangi, how do you respond to a gift like this? Because this was a big, five acres, it's worth a lot of money. He's not even a member of the church. He said, no, no, don't even think about it. Don't even think that you owe me anything. It is me. I feel like I've just finished a major exam. That's what he told me. It's like, I feel like God was demanding a certain exam which I had not yet done. So it's like, for me giving you the land, you've just helped me. Meanwhile, some people, they make small buy the land pledges and to even fulfill the pledge, it's like you're pulling teeth. And the person who is not a member of the church feels like, God, God. Mm. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And by the way, that donation was a warning. Yeah, it was a warning. Yeah, I took it as a warning. God is saying, wait play with me. I'll do this thing without you. Not, not all offerings are, are respected, my friend. Yeah. I, I didn't come up with a concept. It's in the Bible. Yeah. Even in all those prophets, Malachi, where he tells them, you bring the lame, the blind, basically the one that will fetch little price on the market, that's the one you bring to me. That was God saying. says, you, where is my own if I'm your father? Take it to your governor and see if you'll accept it. When you're giving an offering in church, can you imagine giving it to uh, an important person? And they know it's from you, it's not secret. Will they accept it? No. So anyway, what's the major difference? The major difference is not because Cain's offering was plants and Abel's was animals. It's, it's not because God hates vegetables, no. It's because one was a fast fruit and one was an of general offering. Are you following? One of these days we need to have a service where there's no time limit. One was a fast fruit, one was not. It was the fastlings. That's what the KJV calls it. Firstborn. Other translations say he chose the best of the flock and the fattest parts. 
Now, here is what's important. Here is another part that's important in the next verse. He says Cain was very angry. And this count as well. This is important, so don't miss the revelation. Don't miss the revelation. Tell your neighbor, don't miss the revelation. The Bible doesn't show us that God came and told Cain, I disrespect your offering. Does it tell us that God spoke to them at all? God never said anything. So how, hey, 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 how did Cain know that his offering was not accepted and his brother's was accepted? Can I tell you how he knew? You can tell how he knew by how he felt towards his brother. He got angry, i.e. jealous. It was the results. It was the results. Cain must have seen Abel's numbers, profit margins, market share, revenue, number of employees and the Guy and Peter Co. I'm the older one here. That guy is going past me. What's going on? Cain saw the results in Abel's life and hated him. Yeah, that's how it is. People start hating you for your thing working out. When the opportunity to give was there, they didn't. Yeah? They did not, they child, they ate their seed, you planted yours. And now they are angry at how you're dressed. They are angry at how you, your transport is. They are angry at your net worth. They are angry at your asset portfolio. They are angry. Look, my wife and I, we used to have nothing. Literally. That worth talking about until we started giving first fruits in 2014. In one year, we had a house. One year, we had a house. And then everything just escalated from there. Our first fruit giving of last year was 20 times the first fruit giving we gave the first time. Yeah, it was like 25 times. In seven years, it's like 20, let me see. Let me give you the right numbers. It was it's many times. And we did not feel any weight in giving it. Yeah, it wasn't like. There is your last arise and build what? No, we we finished our arise and build giving in January. Jan, while the rest of you they were calling you in December, but now again there is a balance. Jan. So the things we tell you about, they are things we've learned by experience, even as Pastor Bithri and Angela go up with their microphones, because this service needs to end somehow. Don't let your countenance fall 
at other people's progress because while they were planting the seeds, you were walking in disobedience. Amen. <laughs> I'm encouraging you. Yeah. Even me, I feel like I'm encouraging you. Yeah. yeah. So when we tell you about first fruits, arise and build, everybody, we, we, we know this thing, we know how it works. Jericho was the first city in the new land, and he said, don't touch anything in it. Why? It was the first fruit. Until one clever guy called Ekan thought he could do otherwise. Go do that, read the story yourself. Solomon, why was Solomon the greatest? Because he went up there on the altar and he gave a thousand offerings. That was the first fruit. He was the greatest. Romans eleven sixteen says, For if the first fruit is holy, the lamp is also holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. Let me summarize it like this. A good life. How would you summarize? How would you tell a good life? A good life, stick with me. You have to, at this point, you have to use your brain. Eh? Okay. A good life, I think, is composed of two things. One, a long life, eh? and a successful life. Right? Yeah. A good life is two things. Length. Now, there's no point in living a long life of suffering. No, that's not a good life. It's a long life that is successful. The one they said, if you honor your parents, that's what will happen. How do you, what are the, come and save me. Come, just come. What are the currencies of those two things? Time and treasure. Time and treasure. Those are the two currencies of a good life. A long life, time. A successful life where you have all the resources you need, treasure. That's why in giving God your first and the best instead of the last and the least, you give your time and your money. That's the seed you sow for a good life, a long and successful life. Over to your possibility. Wow. Wow. Would you please get up on your feet right now? What a word. What a word. You can't walk out today and wonder what God was saying to you and what you can do about it. I know that the Holy Spirit has been instructing, showing you gaps, showing you places where the enemy has had access and showing you how to close them and showing you how not to walk in fear. But right now, would you open your mouth and start to pray in the spirit, pray in tongues, build yourself up on your most holy faith. Just start to tap into the spiritual realm and catch something. Refuse to walk out of here with just head knowledge. Start to lean in and tell God, you know, Lord, help this thing to catch my heart, that it won't just be another sermon, but it will be a way of life, a way to live my life. Lord, we thank you for your word that has been told this morning. We catch it 
we receive it, we will be the ones who give our first and our best. We'll give our first and best of our time, our first and best of our treasure. We'll not fall into the temptation of giving you the worst and the very least of what you have given us, Lord. Come on, child of God, lean in right now. Just go ahead. Lean in, lean in, lean in, lean in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There are two responses that I want us to, to, to have right now. The first one, I'm going to get into it a little later, but the second one is you came today I want to encourage you to sow seed into this word, to sow into this word that you'll become a person who actually elevates the things of God. These things are spiritual. It's a grace. By nature, we don't have that capacity. So those two baskets at the front, you'll be sowing specifically into the word that was taught. That's not your offertory. It's not your tithe. It's a seed into the word of God. And you'll do it as we are leaving. Those baskets will be open. Just send a seed and, and reap grace, reap divine enablement. But you're here when we talk about giving your first and your best. The very best that God gave was Jesus Christ. And Apostle taught a powerful sermon on that on the 24th Christmas Eve. You can go and listen to it, but even today. And when God calls us to give our first fruit, he asks us to give everything. It's a whole. It's the whole of Isaac, the whole of Jesus. And today, God is calling you to give him the whole of your life. All of it, not parts of it. Some of you have been on the edge. You're here and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. You like to go to church, but you're not sure if you should call yourself a believer. You want some leeway and God is saying, give me all of your life. You've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior. would like to give you that opportunity right now. Don't delay it. Don't delay it. You, 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 you're not in charge of time. God is in charge of your time. And he's calling you today is the day of your salvation. If you're watching, you're in the room, wherever you are, and you want to make that decision today, I know you're here. If you've never met Jesus, the Lord of your life, you're the one I'm talking to. Today is the day of your salvation. I'd like you to put your hand up. If that is you, you're saying, I'm saying yes to Jesus. Without fear, without shame, you're simply saying, you know what? I am giving God my everything. I am saying yes. I'm humbling myself today on the first Sunday of 2022, and I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Go ahead. Put those hands up. Just put your hand up wherever you are. In the room, at home, just put it up boldly. There'll be someone who's going to come to you and walk with you. Just put that hand up right now. The rest of us continue to pray in the spirit. Yes, Lord, we thank you. Put that hand up. I believe there is someone in this room. Don't walk out because of fear and let the enemy have your life. Your life is at its best when it's in the hands of your creator. Just put that hand up. Say, that's me. I'm saying yes to Jesus. Maybe you've walked with him before, but you walked too far away. And you're saying today, I'm saying yes. I'm giving God my whole life, everything, my life, my time. I'm saying yes to you, Lord. Would you put that hand up boldly right now, wherever you are? We believe that today, if you've put your hand up wherever you are, you have said yes to Jesus. And I want to pray this prayer with you. If you're at any location, would you just make your way to the front? Go ahead, just walk to the front, right there at the altar. As you're saying yes to Jesus, pastors, walk with those people and want us to pray this prayer right now. Say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I give you all my life. 
and I receive all your life. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we know that you're born again. Yes, there is a celebration in heaven right now. And if you're online, you can send us a message. Let us know that you received Jesus. We want to walk with you. The number is 0775-642449. I'll say it again. 0775-642449. Let us know that you made Jesus Lord of your life. Remember, at the end of the service, wherever you are, sow seed into the word and they will send it to the teacher of the word this morning specifically into the word that has been taught because you're saying I'm catching something today. Amen. Praise the Lord. God gave his first and his best. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. And that son Jesus Christ was beaten he was bruised for our iniquities and by his stripes we are healed. He carried and took on sickness so that we do not have to carry and take on sickness. God is healing you today. God is healing you today wherever you are. There are people in this room and there are people who are watching online that have, that have, that have allowed certain types of diseases. Today, God is dealing with a disease that you think you inherited. Diabetes, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, breast cancer, diseases like that. God is healing you in this room right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak against anything that has been passed on to the children of God. We say no to breast cancer. I see someone has taken a step of faith already and is already laying their hand. You can lay your hand. You can lay your hands on yourself if it's you I'm talking about. Father, thank you because by your stripes we are healed. We say no to disease and we chase the spirit of infirmity out of this room in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We say no to diabetes. We say no to high blood pressure. We say no to low blood pressure. We say no to breast cancer. We say no to eczema. We say no to asthma. And we command healing right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Someone here, your blood is clean. Your blood is clean. Your blood is clean and has been cleansed. It has been cleansed. Father, thank you so much for healing. There is someone watching today and you, are get, you, are get, you have circular, circular things on your skin and on your body. I command that sickness to go and leave you right now in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Someone has been getting issues on your, your scalp. Your hair is falling off. Your scalp is well right now in the name of Jesus. The hair is growing back. You're not having hair loss anymore. Someone has been having problems while you breathe. There's a pain in your chest when you're breathing like that. There's pain in your chest. I command that pain to go now in the name of Jesus. I command health to your heart. Your heart is well. I command any fat in your veins to disappear right now in the name of Jesus. We break down clots, blood clots.
clothes in the name of Jesus I command you well the devil will not take your life there's someone who's pregnant you've been feeling pain in your legs I say no to that blood clot and I speak life to you I speak life to your limbs I speak life to your pelvis in the name of Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus can you give a clap offering to the Lord if you mean to as we conclude this service amen amen isn't God good yes the word I'm hearing is say to the righteous it shall be well with them say to the righteous it shall be well with them the righteous are those who have given who have accepted Christ your righteousness is not a function of what you do because you cannot match the righteousness of God your righteousness is a, a function of you believing in Jesus and the word I'm hearing is a prophetic word maybe it's for someone this year for the situation maybe you're going through as I was standing right there that's the scripture that came say to the righteous it shall be well with them so I'm saying to you righteous people in this room and online and everywhere whatever it is whatever it is whether it's a, a sickness attempting to come in, whether it is a legal issue, whether it is a financial issue, it, whatever it is, it shall be well with you. Amen. 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 And friends, may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. May you see the goodness of the Lord in this land of the living. May you experience wholeness. With long life, he will satisfy you. You shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the flesh of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forever. Amen. God bless you so much. Thanks for coming to Garage. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.